Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And welcome back to Meeting of the Minds. Today I'm here with the great Amir Khan, Rutgers wrestler, sales extraordinaire, one of the best inside trips you've ever seen. Amir, thank <laughs> you for joining us. There you go. That's right. That's right. So now talk about your journey that through wrestling, high school, led, leading you to Rutgers University, and then to your business career. Yeah, so I mean, wrestling, as, as you know, is, is one of those uh, challenging sports, right? Um, it's interesting, you know, my son is, is now kind of flirting around with wrestling and now kind of going back into the same room my brother and I were wrestling in and kind of reliving all those memories. It's wrestling is one of those sports where, you know, my son doesn't like it at all, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, but it's one of those things that I think shape uh, young athletes or even student athletes uh, better than any other sport. You know, you're, you learn to deal with adversity different than any other sport because mainly it's just you, you know, out on that mat. And that's one of the things that I really, sorry, my sprinkler is, <laughs> was getting a little close. Um, that's one of the things like I'm most thankful for in my life uh, and, and seeing where I've grown uh, more than anything was that I had the opportunity and blessing to actually wrestle in my life because I played football, I did track, I did other, I tried to play basketball and that didn't work out too well. Um, but wrestling is one of those sports where you're, you, either your hand's getting raised at the end of the day and either you can, or it's not. And you have to learn the lesson in, in both of those, right? What did you learn from winning and what did you learn from actually losing? And you can't really blame the, the line or blame the cornerback for getting or blame the kicker for missing the kick. It's really just you. Um, and the funny story about it is, is so, uh, and I'll give you a little bit of, of what my career looked like kind of coming out of college, but uh, I was more into marketing and you guys know I did a documentary 
Um, that's still on YouTube. So whoever's watching it, you can actually go see uh, the Scarlet Knights. Yeah, on, on throw YouTube. That in show notes. In fact, that's a good point. We'll throw that. Yeah, in there. I'd love for everybody to watch that. But my mentality in there was like, this is I'd wrestled most of my life, and this was going to be it. And this was my last year wrestling ever. And I was like, I want to be able to document that experience. Um, and even when I watched it again, like you can think through some of the mentality and I think Muhammad Ali uh, quote and I'm paraphrasing but he said the fight is won uh, far uh, before you even step into those lights right it's it's one in the weight room it's running the in the track it's run it's one in the sauna whatever you have to do to sacrifice like the hard work is done prior to actually stepping into those lights and I, I quote that in that uh, documentary but that's really what life's all about you know, I, so even some of the uh, salespeople that I talk to, the same philosophy applies, right? Uh, if you're prepared, if you've done your homework, if you've done the work leading up to the actual meeting or event or whatever you're moving into, that's the hard work, right? You, you're prepared. Uh, the meeting, that, that's where you get to shine. And I, I think that's how... Uh, doing a sport like wrestling and training and, and um, preparing properly helps you advance in the actual business world. You know, same mentality. You know, I have a big meeting coming up. I want to make sure I'm mentally prepared. I'm thinking about what, what that, um, what the, uh, not opponent, but my potential customer um, is what, objections are going to come up the same way you would maybe scout someone that you're wrestling against what is their you know uh they like an outside single they like a high crotch so you want to be prepared to how do you defend and then also reattack that uh one one area so it's the same exact thing the same model of uh business uh life work uh sales to business is really an easy transition yeah that makes a lot of sense and some of the key the keys to success mentally that you would say, if you were mentoring someone, if you were taking someone, someone under your wing and they say, look, show me what you do. What do I need? What kind of tools do I need, especially mentally? And what mental mistakes do I need to overcome to get where you are? What would you say? So uh, a lot of people focus on their strengths a lot, right? Um, and it's funny. I look back at, at my wrestling career and I think about, like, I was really good on my feet. You know, uh, as you know, Zanetti, I don't know if you ever took me down or anything, but, um, I I'm, <laughs> but, um, but what separated from me from not, in my mind, being an All-American was um, the weaknesses that I had. You know, and I spent a lot of time focusing on my strengths. Looking back at it, I wish I would have focused more on my weaknesses. In high school, you know, for people that know my brother, Micah Khan, he was a two-time state champ in New Jersey. I think um, one, probably all-time, one of the all-time wrestlers in New Jersey history. Uh, but his mental advantage that he had on those kids in high school was so far. Like, and people always ask, like, what was it like you wrestling your brother in in high school? And I'm like, we used to battle all the time in in the room, and it was, you know, and he was a two-time state champ. I was never a state champ. But his mental advantage that he had over kids uh, at that time was so, so just translating uh, athletics to, to business is, I think, 
being mentally prepared, understanding uh, what you want to do, how you want to do it. That's number one, right? You have to either you're reading books, you're, you're on YouTube videos. You have to pour yourself, invest into, you know, what's going to make you a better business person, right? Who are the gurus that you're following, right? Like if you're on Instagram, yeah, it's, it's might be cool to follow a couple rappers, a couple IG models, a couple, whatever, but you should, uh, in, in the middle of that, you should be following, you know, the people that can help impact you either mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, well-rounded and, and impact, um, and those. So, so you want to make sure you're having virtual mentors, um, also physical mentors, um, and people that can pour into your life, uh, and and under and had been through the road that you've been through, you know. Um, the biggest thing in life is 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 how can you, uh, you know, overcome adversity, right? You know, a lot of these athletes now, and I, I know that a lot of them look at them like, oh my God, this is with COVID. Are we going to wrestle? Are we not going to wrestle? Um, you know, what is this year going to look like? And I I feel, man, these athletes now who who at a brink of a moment can have their whole athletic career taken away from them. That is a feeling that most people don't have until your senior year of college wrestling. When you walk off the mat and you're like, wow, I'm never going to do this again. But how many times did a coach or a teacher tell you, wrestle every match like it's your last play every football game like it's your last uh go into every meeting every test like it's your last now these athletes you're literally you have the blessing and opportunity to really go out there and play every meeting like every game like it's your last every match like it's your like your last you know they're where they say there is no tomorrow there's only today like literally that's what they're living right now. And I, I, I look at it as, man, I hope every, whatever athlete is watching this video, take advantage of the opportunity that you have right in front of you. The sense of urgency that is in front of you right now, because some people, you might be a sophomore or junior, you're like, oh, I've got time. Or even if you're a senior, like, yeah, hey, I'll just wrestle in college. Will you <laughs> like, like practice, work hard, uh, do everything you need to do right now to make sure when it's time to step on that mat, you're putting it all out there. And that's one of the things every athlete has a finite amount of time, high school, four years, college, five years with a red shirt year. Now, some of these Olympic guys is probably going on seven years, whatever they got, but man, it's a finite amount of time. You don't know how much I'd give to just have one more year, you know, uh, to wrestle, you know, and, and now looking at it from a business sense, I'm like, man, you know, everything I didn't achieve, uh, on the mat, I'm looking to just excel in whatever, like, I want to take advantage of every opportunity that I'm in because, you know, I, 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 in my opinion, fell short athletically, uh, and, I'm using that as fuel to, to help drive me in the, in the business front. So I didn't know if I answered your question fully, but um, this is just all stuff that I think is kind of like on my mind and my heart over graduating 20 years ago and not being all American. So uh, that's the kind of painful part about it. No, I, I hear you. It makes a lot of sense. 
What about with when, again, so now what, what mistakes would you tell people to avoid? So like you said, you already avoid the weakness. Um, make sure you're attacking your weaknesses. Don't just, don't just focus on your strengths. Are there mm-hmm. any common mistakes they make where in terms of fear of rejection, focusing too much on making the sales, trying to look good in front of other people, anything like that? Well, I, I think in, in, in sales, I think what a lot of people do is they try to make it about them, right? They're like, well, this is what I want. But really what sales is all about is what does your customer want, right? And how do you achieve the, the, the how do you fill the gaps or the needs for that particular customer, right? You don't want to make it about you, you know, although you have an agenda, it's like, all right, I need to sell this because I need to make the quota for the month. Right to do, you know, um, something else. But at the end of the day, you want to go in and have a conversation. I think one of the biggest mistakes uh, most salespeople have is they make it about them, right? Versus what the needs of the customer are. So you want to go in, ask the questions, and figure out like what what are the real needs? Because I can't sell you anything that you don't want, right? And a lot of times, what sales is about is asking enough questions for you to realize that it's actually more of a need than you actually thought right so you know when when you go in and talk to you know some of the colleges or schools and and you talk about some of the mental preparation that some of these people need to uh, have it's like well you know you want to want to ask enough questions for them to see well they they are deteriorating the culture of your your uh the office is deteriorating like what can you do and and there's enough studies that show that you know when the culture of an office or a business is good then people are be more willing to to work harder and thrive in that type of environment that's why facebook and apple and all these companies you know they have like ping pong tables and and slides and you know big tech has kind of led the way and and you know having great culture right so um so the one thing i would say just from a business standpoint is is if you're selling to anybody you want to make sure that you're making it about their needs, you know, and, and not your, not your own. Makes sense. How does COVID, how does COVID change things and how do, how do things remain the same maybe mentally? <clears throat> yeah. So uh, my industry is a little bit different. So I do medical sales. Uh, so uh, for a company called Stratus. Uh, so if there's any neurologists <laughs> that are watching this or any people that have, uh, talk to neurologists, but uh, we do in-home EEG monitoring. So um, previously, pre-COVID, a lot of patients would go into the hospital and uh, get this test done. Now with, you know, hospitals shutting down elective procedures like EEGs and things like that, and patients not going to wanting to go into the hospital, now they're going and doing in the home. So it's actually created a unique opportunity for our company. Uh, So you know, but for us, it was, it was eye-opening because we had to look at the business differently, right? So March hit, um, you know, our, you know, patient uh, referrals obviously were going down um, initially when everything was just kind of shutting down. And then we had to regroup and look at things differently. So, you know, same way if you're wrestling on a mat and me, I was like, I had a great double. Right. So I had to, when I shot the double and if somebody blocked it, I had to, well, what is my reattack? You know? Um, so I had, that's where I learned the inside trip and Cassidy uh, spent, shout out to Cassidy who spent a lot of time with me, you know, 
uh, teach me the inside trip, but it's the same thing in business, right? At the end of the day, if, if one sector is blocked in whatever industry you're in, you have to pivot. You have to figure out where, where the opportunities are when something like COVID happens, right? And, and the creativity from, from what I'm seeing has been bolstered uh, over the last six to eight months because people are, are trying to figure out, you know, if, if we're going to be in the home, how can I do what I normally do over Zoom or Microsoft Teams or, or other areas that, that help in, you know, can make an impact? You know, that's why you've seen companies like Amazon and all these online um, retailers boom. It's not that people still don't want to buy stuff. They're not, they're just not going to the mall. They're going online and buying it. So people are still, they still have their own individual needs and wants. It's just a matter of how do you pivot what you were doing uh, to, to navigate into this new climate? You know, people like Blockbuster, when things were going digital, um, in fact, if I'm remembering the story correctly, I think uh, Netflix was trying to sell their company to Blockbuster and Blockbuster turned it down. They failed to innovate. They failed, you know, and you look at all the different advent of technology. If, you, if you're unable to adapt, if you're unable to pivot, um, the one thing that's consistent in life is change, right? Things are going to change and you have to be able to pivot and move um, you know, when these types of things come up. Yeah. And now with, with salespeople getting less at bats, I would think the pressure rises for each at bat. It's like a, it's like right. a baseball player who's afraid of getting set to, sent down to the minors. Right. So talk about the mindset there and what's helpful to focus on and what's harmful to focus on. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, right? Because you're used to a certain, and, and most salespeople, they're in a routine. They like to get in a routine. So they're like, okay, this is my routine and this is a strategy that typically works. Now, when you have to alter that, like for, for me and my reps, we're used to going into doctor's offices, setting up lunches or whatever the protocol is for that office. And, you know, having a face-to-face -face conversation about the value that we're able to provide to that uh, physician or customer. We can't do that anymore. Physicians offices aren't allowing, you know, most reps to even go into these offices. So it was a mindset change for us that we had to, instead of drilling a live, um, uh, it's like live, instead of live wrestling, you're shadow wrestling, right? So now you have to, um, you know, practice what your telephone pitch is looking like because your, your regular pitch in front of a person isn't gonna be the same as, as having a quick conversation with someone where you have to capture, you know, the value of what you could provide for them in, in literally 10 seconds, right? So uh, the mindset first is an is a understanding that what we used to do may not work anymore, right? And once you break all that down, it's a mindset of like, okay, what do I need to do to uh, be better resourceful is it leveraging current relationships? Is it more warm leads? Um, is it uh, getting better over the phone? Is it better use of LinkedIn, Twitter, or however way you can get to these decision makers? Because most of the time, if you're in sales, there's layers and layers of people that go from you know the gatekeepers to the actual decision maker. So how do you get more warm leads? How do you kind of navigate and utilize the, the resources around you to actually get uh, some of this stuff done.
And it's just, it's, it's, it takes work and it takes trial and error, to be honest with you, because there were certain things that we were doing, trying to call people or email and, and not getting response, responsiveness. But, uh, you know, using LinkedIn has, has helped. And, and believe it or not, using Twitter, there's a lot of physicians, uh, yeah. you know, in every industry, some of these people are in um, social media as well. So utilizing that as, as is, I think is important, but utilizing as many resources as possible, because you got to understand, I mean, things are going, they change and they're going to continue to change. Um, we don't know if, if COVID is going away. It's not going away. Is there a vaccine? Is there not a vaccine? So um, there's all things that how it was done before it's not, what we do know is that it's not going to be the same moving forward. So you have to be able to adapt um, and have the mindset and accepting that, you know, you have to be willing the same way you learn that first skill set. You're going to have to learn an additional skill set to be successful in this new environment. That makes a lot of sense. I agree completely, especially not taking anything off the table, knowing that things are going to be different. So, you know, maybe mentally you think, well, you're not going to be able to meet a brain surgeon on Twitter. Yeah, you can. You really can. You could do that on Facebook. You could do it on Instagram. It could happen all different ways. So not taking everything off the table, looking at everything with a fresh pair of eyes and seeing opportunity as opposed to what's closed down on us. That, that's the one thing I, I say all the time. If you're looking for the obstacle, you'll find it every time. It's so easy to find the obstacle. What's harder is to find the opportunity. So um, don't, and I tell my reps all the time, don't look for the obstacles, find the opportunity. Don't come to me, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. That's an obstacle. Where's the opportunity? You know, and uh, so, I, I mean, we're totally agree on that. That's awesome. And that's what makes the difference between good and great. And that's what we have right here, the great Amir Khan. Amir, <laughs> thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Lots of great information. Super practical. I hope the people watching are taking notes. They have a notepad. Jot it down because every little piece, these are gold nuggets of information that'll save people time and energy and frustration that you just can't get back. So yeah, no, I appreciate you and uh, inviting me on. I've been a huge fan um, of, of watching this, and it's been awesome to see your uh, the brand grow. Um, and I'm excited. And I'll leave you with one last thing. So um, when I didn't really get it to kind of where how I got here, but um, I've been typically in medical sales is a, is a credibly competitive industry to kind of get into. And, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like not what you know. It's who you know type of thing. And and thankfully, I was blessed to, to be given the opportunity. But when I did the interview and I had never had any medical sales experience, but uh looking back at when I when I asked the guy like what was it about me that that you liked he was like uh you said you wrestled <laughs> he was like he was like as soon as I heard that you wrestled I was like I'm 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 sold because he knew that I'm you know the, the mentality of a wrestler of being on the mat and having to just figure it out uh he loved you know and and wrestling's like one of those things man it's like Everybody heard, you know, has heard the story about my old high school coach used to say all the time, you know, every morning in Africa, a lion wakes up, you know, looking for, you know, and every morning in, uh, in Africa, gazelle wakes up and he knows he has to outrun the fastest lion. And every morning a lion wakes up and he knows he has to outrun the slowest gazelle. And that's really what life's all about, man. It's a competition. I, I felt something empty in me when I stopped competing because 
I'm like, man, like, you know, I competed my whole life since I was four years old playing football and wrestling, baseball and track. And then there's something missing. And then you realize the real competitions really started, you know, from the standpoint of there's someone out there and I'm in sales, right? I'm not the only person that's selling in-home EEGs. There's other competitors out there doing exactly what I'm doing. And I know that I have to outrun them every single day. Um, or otherwise, I, you know, my, my kids' food is at, <laughs> in jeopardy. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the way I look at um, That's the mentality that I've transitioned from uh, sports to business is that you've got to outrun every single um I, I like to be on the lion side so you got to outrun the slowest gazelle and, and eat them up that's it well, i gotta i guess that that's a perfect transition i gotta show the book building the predator mindset there, there you is. go i gotta, <laughs> I gotta nice, give a shout nice out segue. yeah <laughs> that's it I is that what's that on um, amazon oh yeah, where, where that? yeah it's, all there. it's all there it's on amazon building the okay. predator mindset winning sports and life Okay. Yeah, I got to make sure I pick that up. <laughs> Absolutely. Great stuff. Technique and killer instinct. You got it all. That's why you yeah. are who you are. Great stuff, Amir. Thank you for being with us. All right. I appreciate it, boss. Take care. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.